What is up? Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. We watch Warrior Wrestling 19 today. Yeah. This is our first time watching Warrior Wrestling. And you know what? It was full of incredible matches. Yeah. Um... It was a lot. There was there were like ups and downs. I thought there, there was some were, weird shit that happened. There were way more ups than downs, definitely. I mean, definitely a negative is is the promo and interview production quality. Um and right. the sound mixing. But the 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 wrestling was just the main the main reason you're there was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Especially for um, our first time watching this particular promotion. Yeah. And we got an instant classic out of it. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Athena. In my mind, up for match of the year. Because that shit was amazing. Um, time limit draw. But still... It was amazing. I, I think time limit draw is probably the best way to do it. Thunder Rosa stays on top. Athena proves she's still she she can still wrestle. Amazing. Yeah. She looked great. Um absolutely no ring rust whatsoever. Yeah. She made us think she was injured. I I thought she, she was like legitimately injured for the hot minute. She made you think she was injured. Yeah. I was I was genuinely worried for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little nutshell of today's show let's see we started off with the return of Lince Dorado now it wasn't his first match back this wasn't his first I believe his first was like a couple days ago in CZW or CPW one of those I think it's CZW um, but this is his one one of his first matches back after being released by WWE. Um, that match was a little iffy because it, it looked like he had a weird finish. Um, then we had Warhorse versus Dalton Castle. Sky Blue versus Miranda Alize. Um, then a fatal four-way match. Myron Reed versus Gringo Loco versus Alex Zane versus Blake Christian. Ton of high-flying shit. Then we had, in my opinion, a great match between Brian Cage and Casey Navarro versus The Acclaimed. And it had it featured Brian Cage freestyling before it started. And that was great. <laughs> yeah. That was not what I expected. Yeah. Uh, then we had Santana versus Mike Bailey, which was amazing. Amazing match. Um, then we had Bandito versus Dante Martin. That frustrated the hell out of us. Um, then we had the Briscoes versus Workhorsemen. A lot better than I thought it would be. Like, I genuinely thought thought for a second that the Workhorsemen would have won. Yeah, it was looking like a little, like... Yeah. Uh, and then finally we had Thunder Rosa versus Athena. Probably Ember Moon's slash Athena's best match of her career. Um, and she, she got very emotional at the end. Um, but really amazing stuff. Some guy got kicked out, too. Yeah. Hmm? Some guy got kicked out, too. Yeah, I wish I knew what he fucking said. Oh, I, I don't. I don't want to know what he said. It had to be said. something pretty fucking egregious. Yeah. It was it was so bad, I guess, that Thunder Rosa after the match was like, like got on the mic and said, "Don't be disrespectful to us. Get in here and try and do what we do." Yeah, which I mean, ended up making a banger of a promo. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's our little nutshell of today's show. You want to dive deep into the uh. 
into the the event. Yeah, let's do it because this was a long one, folks. It was. It was. Oh, it, it was about the normal like WWE AEW pay per view length. Yeah, which is not what I usually expect from indies. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Also, before before we do, I know we don't do like news, but I I saw this. And I I can't help but talk about it. It has nothing to do with warrior wow. wrestling. Um, so a certain name popped out of the blue after being released from WWE. Uh, Mister. Oh no! I think I know. Well, uh, a Mister Jackson Riker had an interview recently, um, where where he said that if he were still in his twenties. Uh, he would have hunted down and assaulted wrestlers who called him out. That's paraphrasing. And that's a good way to get yourself blacklisted from any promotion. Unbelievable. Who the fuck says that? Th this sleazebag. <laughs> It's it's because I, I I heard a lot of people talking about Riker and I was like, why the fuck are we talking about Riker? Yeah, he basically had an interview where he was like, uh, I don't know why people came after me so much, you know, yada yada yada, and then said that. God, god damn, it it is it is amazing that he was not released before Macklin and uh, Blake. Um, but anyway, just want to mention that before I forget tomorrow, uh, uh, Wednesday. Um, so let's start off. We got to start doing, uh, predictions for, for these shows. Uh, first up we had Lince Dorado versus Sam Adonis for the Warrior Wrestling Lucha title. Yeah, this was a good match. It was good until the end. Um, yeah, yeah, the end was weird. Um, I don't know. I, I, and I don't know how I feel about Sam Adonis either. Um, I don't know. Let's get into it. Um, so Lindsay starts off by being a real schmuck. That's the best <laughs> way I can put that. Um, he like, he gets the belt, he like starts like walking around with it until the ref takes it away from him and let's say like, okay. Um, plus he came out in one of his smoking jackets, one of the ones that he <laughs> makes himself, which I fucking love. Very talented. Yes, he is. And he seems super excited to be, uh, at this show tonight. Yeah. Um, so we get a head scissors takedown to Adonis and then like a lot of takedowns. Um, Lindsay then bitch slaps Adonis, uh, hits him with a back elbow or Adonis hits Lindsay with a back elbow, um, gets a Michinoku driver off onto him. Lindsay then gets a chair, um, which sort of ends poorly for Lindsay because he receives cannonball from Adonis that sends him into said chair. Um, then we get German soup to Adonis. Lindsay sends Adonis into the post. We get a low rope moonsault and then a second rope moonsault, and he's going for that third, that one on the top rope. Um, but Adonis doesn't stick around for that. Instead, he gets cross-bodied ringside by Lindsay. Lindsay gets him back in the ring, hits him with that top rope salt. Um, however, Adonis gets an STO off onto Lindsay after Lindsay sets up two chairs ringside. Uh, we get a Michinoku driver to Lindsay once again, and then an Siguri to Adonis, who goes up top. Uh, Dorado then hits Adonis with a top rope Hurricane Rana, Lands on his feet, which was fucking impressive. Um, and then we get a dropkick to the back of Adonis's head. Lindsay does some more construction. He gets some more chairs. Finds a fanny pack under the ring. Um, wears the fanny pack for a couple seconds and kind of poses with it. <laughs> yeah, he like um, wears which was it definitely one of the cameramans. Yeah, immediately takes it off. Well, no, he like had it. He like kind of like looked at it, put it on, vibe for a moment, and then he was like, 
I actually have to do my shit now. Yeah. Um, but I love I I'm so happy that he's having so much fun. Um, but he gets two more chairs, sets those up. Lindsay then wants to suplex Adonis from the inside to ringside into those chairs. Uh, can't quite get it. He gets a springboard cutter off onto Adonis and then a satellite DDT Adonis, um, into a cross arm breaker, but Adonis gets the rope break. Um, Adonis then tries to send Dorado into those same chairs, but has no luck. He gets a flying head off the ringside apron into those chairs. Um, Adonis had scissored, had scissored into the chairs, um, which was a really crazy move. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay then goes flying over the top rope. He, however, gets caught in the process and then flung into the barricade and then over the barricade. And then Dorado gets counted out. And the crowd, who was loving Adonis, like eating him up, immediately everyone started booing. <laughs> Nobody liked that. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like Lindsay was a... Unless the point was that Adonis was supposed to do something that like kind of like looked like a dick move, and then like people would be like pissed off like they were. Mm-hmm. Unless that was the point. Yeah. It was dumb. Yeah. Because, like, he just barely didn't make it in. And it, feel, it, it felt so deflating for... Mm. But it was also the first match, so maybe it was supposed to happen that way. I don't know. It didn't feel like the reactions from... Lindsay or Adonis. Lindsay sort of, but from Adonis, it didn't seem like he was like, oh, yeah, I'm the champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes me feel like maybe this was supposed to happen, but yeah. I thought it was a shitty end to like what was a really fun match. Yeah. Um, then right after that, I oh, should also mention before we get on to the last match, uh, this event was chosen for us by our lovely Twitter followers. Uh, each week, Unless there's an obvious event we'll be covering on our weekend shows. Uh, we'll be having a poll to decide what we should cover. Um, and, you know, we love the participation. We love hearing from you guys, what you guys want, want to see us recap and review. So follow us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to keep an eye on those uh, on those polls coming out each week. Next weekend oh, yeah. won't won't have one, though, because Elimination Chamber will most definitely be the one we cover most likely unless Liz really objects to covering Elimination Chamber <sighs> alright so yeah War Horse versus Dalton Castle yeah um, very long setup to this match very long setup. Um, Warhorse and Dalton basically hate each other from the get-go because they're basically the antithesis of one another. Um, Warhorse goes to shake Dalton Castle's hand after sticking his hand down his pants. Dalton says, all right, I'll do the same fucking thing. And then Warhorse slaps Castle's hand away. Um... We get some shoving. There's some jabs to Castle and then some chops to Warhorse. Warhorse gets sent into a post and settles it like nobody else. Um, he then goes up top, but Dalton shakes the ropes, sends him flying to the floor. Warhorse then is sent into the buckle's head first, but the head-banging powers of <laughs> Warhorse are activated, basically. Um, and he he just gets strength from it, I guess. Um, ends up clotheslining Castle off the apron. Suicide dives onto Castle. Castle fucking says, fuck this. Uh, tries to leave, but Warhorse puts him back in the ring. Hits him with a slingshot into the ring, um, but Castle gets his knees up. And then there's a clothesline to Castle and some knees to Warhorse and a slam for Dalton Castle to win. Which I also didn't expect, but... You didn't expect Dalton Castle to win? Yeah. Like I, I kind of did because Don's Ring of Honor. He's from a bigger promotion. Mm. I don't know. Um, 
very fun match, and it was just a big, like, big conflict of personalities. It was wonderful. I'm surprised, I'm surprised Dalton's boys didn't get involved more. I don't think that they stuck around. And normally they're there, like, clapping for him. Yeah. And maybe, there wasn't a ton of space, though, ringside, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. There wouldn't have been a good corner for them to all huddle in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next we have Sky Blue versus Miranda Alize. Yes. Um, the match start. Let me try that. The start to this match was kind of slow. Didn't really kick off until Sky Blue started chasing Alize around the ring, hit her with a violent arm drag. Um, that like fucking tossed Alize. Um, we get arm drag to Blue and then a head to Blue, and then an insecurity Alize. Um, Miranda gets a neckbreaker off onto Sky Blue and then several ropes, but no success. Um, hits her with some chops to the chest. Miranda then sends some forearms to Blue, mocks her a little bit uh, by taking her like cap and like walking around. Um, Sky Blue, however, gets a twisting neckbreaker off onto Alize and then a leg to the throat of Alize and a cartwheel uppercut. Alize lifts and sends Blue to the apron. Blue kicks her over the head on that apron. Um, we get a crossbody press to Miranda and then a super kick to her jaw. Um, Miranda then gets what I did not know was called this, but is called the Miranda Wrights submission onto Sky Blue. Um, it was just <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love that. It's so, um, so Blue ended up, It is. I loved it. Um, Blue ended up getting free and then hit with a cutter. Uh, she Miranda attempted um, a shiny wizard to Sky Blue, but Blue just fucking planted Alize um, to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I didn't expect Sky Blue to win, but she probably just won because she's on AEW. Um, totally thought Alize would be the one to do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, really fun match. Really fun match. And uh, next we have Myron Reed versus Gringo Loco versus Alex Zane versus Blake Christian. I don't know why, but Gringo Loco always wants to replicate that triple electric chair. Yeah, because it's fucking fun. Yeah. And to be fair, he always replicates it, but the ending is never the same. True. True. So far, we've gotten a different ending every time. Yeah. So. (laughs) Um, okay. This one was a hard one to take notes on because, as you might imagine, four high flyers, uh, fucking, that's a lot to talk about. Um, we start with, uh, Blake Christian gets a head scissors off onto Alex Zane. Um, Gringo Loco, I, I don't even know what he did before this, but he then hits a series of handsprings. And I was like, wow. And the commentators were like, you know, if you don't really watch Gringo Loco's like matches, you probably would be shocked to see him do that. And I was like, I watched his matches, actually. And I'm still shocked to see him do that. <laughs> so here we are. Um, there's a leg drop to the back of Christian's neck from Myron Reed. Zane, uh, who was sent out of the ring, rolls back in. He makes a pile of the men in the corner. And then cannonballs onto them. Uh, Blake Christian starts kneeing Zane, and they decide to dive out onto Gringo Loco. Um, it's very cute because like Blake's halfway through, like just kind of like knocking Zane around, and then they they see Gringo Loco, and they're like, you know what would be more fun? The power of friendship. <laughs> um, Christian drop kicks Gringo Loco uh, back in the ring, uh, then chops at Zane. He hits Zane with a drop kick as well. We get a top rope Hurricane Rana from Zane to Christian off of Myron, which fucking you figured that one out. Um, mm. Then Christian uses that movement itself, like mid Hurricane Rana, uses that movement to Hurricane Rana Gringo Loco. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, Zane then lifts Christian up to the top rope. 
Gringo look was already up there. Uh, Christian jumps down as Zane runs into the corner. Only for Gringo Loco to hit Christian with the springboard cutter. It, it, it feels like every, all these matches always like these matches in particular feel like sleight of hand tricks where I'm like, this guy's moving around real fast. So I don't notice this thing happening over here. But like. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed ends up loading Zane out, hits Gringo Loco with a cutter from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring. Zane then hits Reed with a cutter off the apron, takes out Gringo Loco on the way down. Christian uh, drop kicks Zane off the top rope. Uh, we get a reverse DDT from Blake to Alex Zane, and then a Uranagi to Reed at the same time. So I he kind of like takes Zane down and like slaps Myron on top of him. How does Blake Christian do that? Fucking dive, dive off the ring, and then just do a fucking like land into a reverse DDT. Yeah, I don't fucking know. It's insane. Wait, my, my dude is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Gringo Loco then sets up the triple electric chair. It's a Gringo Loco in Alexane and a Blake Christian. And then Myron Reed goes up top um, on the ropes, not on the electric chair. Um, and then flies off the top rope with an attempt at a cutter, but Christian turns it into a Spanish fly midway through the air. Then Zane goes off the shoulders of Gringo Loco into an elbow drop onto Gringo Loco. That's one note that I wrote. Yeah. Um, we then get a Spanish fly to Gringo Loco from Alex Zane, and then stereo 450s onto Loco and Zane, respectively, from Blake Christian and Myron Reed. Um, and they look for like the double pin, and I thought that was a really fun little moment. Yeah. Um, Reed and Christian get sent into each other, but Gringo Loco or by Gringo Loco and Zane. Um, Christian then sort of goes for what I can only refer to as like a Blade Runner, but a DDT, because he kind of had that like positioning, mm-hmm. but then he just spiked Alex Zane, and that's how he won the match. Right. Yeah, something like that. Um, so fun, such such a fun match to watch, and then Blake Christian got in the mic and he said, "I keep talking about how I want to be the best in the world. It's not some trick to put on a T-shirt. It's for real. I go to sleep, I dream about it. I'm obsessed with being the best in the world. Let's talk about Will Osprey. I used to want to be like him and want his attention. I'm obsessed because he is one of the best in the world." If I beat Will Ospreay, you will have the truth. There is no buts. You will have to accept me as the best in the world. You, me, for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. So I wonder if that's happening at Warrior Wrestling 20. That might happen. Osprey might lose that. I think that's... I know it would make sense too because Osprey, I think, is injured. Or no, not injured. He's just He's not around right now. He's not? Because he's not in New Japan right now. Well, a lot of people aren't in New Japan right now. Don't I fucking know it? Um, but yeah. Hopefully that happens at, at uh, Warrior 20. But uh, next we have Brian Cage and Casey Navarro versus The Acclaimed. Um, and... Max freestyles instead of uh, uh, raps to the song, raps to his walkout. But then um, Casey Navarro gets on the mic and he says, Chicago, do you want to hear Papa Cage rap? And just before that, you said, (laughs) you said, wouldn't it be funny if Brian Cage started rapping? (laughs) Never fucking talking again. And then Brian Cage starts freestyling. And it was like, he, he said... Like, I'm not good with rhythm, so I'm just going to do kind of spoken word. And he was good. He had bars. Uh, I, oh God, I forget. It was it was funny. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not Brian Cage's biggest fan, but I do love watching Max Caster get put in his fucking place. <laughs> yeah, he, he talked about, like, I may not be on TV, but at least I didn't get suspended or something like that. <laughs> and then, um... So like I may not also may not be on TV, but I still make more money than you. Those are some of the lines, but 
That was that was the last line, I think. Yeah. It didn't rhyme with goddamn anything. He it just didn't. said it, and I was like... Oh, yeah, no, that, that wasn't part of the freestyle. That was just him speaking. Oh, it wasn't? Yeah. It was quiet. I couldn't quite tell. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and then we had the match, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, the match was a lot of fun. Um, We have Navarro on Bones to start. Casey... um really obliterates Bowens for like a hot minute. Um, he gets like a cutter and like sort of a, I used to know what it was called because it happens. I think Natalia does it a lot. Do you know what it is? Cutter? When somebody's sitting on the ground uh -huh. and the other person like goes up and over and pulls their head down. I know. It's I know Natty does it a lot. When Charlotte does it, it's called the natural selection. Yeah. I don't know if it has a name. It does. I know it does. Um, but he hits that, and then, like, a drop kick. Um, then we get Max Caster, and he gets a running uppercut. Um, after he... He gets uppercut by Casey after hitting Casey with a couple of hard shots. Um... Cage gets in, he slams Navarro onto Caster. We get a vertical suplex to Caster, and then Navarro gets back, and we get hella strikes to Caster. Bones tags in, hits Navarro with a cutter right onto Max's knees. Um, we get a huge slam to Navarro after Navarro gets hooked up around Bones' waist. Um, however, Casey ends up getting a DVD off onto um, Bones. Um, this gets Cage in, this gets Caster back in. Um, there's a German suplex to Caster and then a super kick to a uh, freshly legal bones cage lifts and slams the entire acclaimed. Um, and by that, I mean, like he just takes both of them and slams them. Um, there's a big DDT to cage though, from bones acclaimed go up for the mic drop, but cage jumps in, sends Caster to a ringside. We get a big knee to bones and a German, a German suplex, um, to bones as well. Casey then frog splashes onto him. Still doesn't get the pin. There's a DDD caster and a few good strikes to Navarro from Bones. Um, Cage ends up in. He hits a pump handle driver to Bones. He goes to spin out caster and hits the ref, though. And that's kind of where everything disintegrates because the ref is down. Nobody's there to make the count. And Brian Cage actually does the smart thing, which is he notices the ref's down. He's like, well, fuck, I've got the upper hand right now. Let me keep going. But Bones has a different idea. Bones' idea is, let me hit Cage with these chains that we have um, while Max is laying prone and the ref is also laying prone. And then Casey Navarro has a similar idea where he says, why don't I take this necklace that I came out wearing? It's, it's the or a big chain. The number one contender medallion. Oh, is it? Thank yeah. you. I didn't know that. Um, but he comes out wearing that. Um, and he decides he's going to use that medallion to hit Bowens. Mm -hmm. But Bowens sees that coming. Ducks. He Navarro hits Cage instead. And then um, the acclaimed end up uh, Bowens, who was not the legal man, ends up covering on Navarro, who is not the legal man. Um, which I actually I don't remember if it was Bones or Caster, but it doesn't matter because Navarro was the one that was covered. He wasn't legal. The ref was like, "Sure, fine, fuck it." Yeah, and I was like, "How would the ref know he didn't tag in?" Right, that's that's a fair point. But you usually the refs are like, if they didn't see it, then it didn't happen. I mean, this this whole show was a display of uh, ref's discretion. Yeah, in like the biggest possible way. Most of these matches were not announced as no DQ, but they were no DQ. And the, the commentators even mentioned that. Um, yep. Also, that move... The natural selection is called a, a forward somersault cutter. Oh, okay. So I, I when I wrote cutter, I was in the right ballpark. 
Um, it was innovated by Jason Kincaid, who called it the Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, it's a cool name. They don't name moves like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Also, fun fact, Scorpio Sky and Sonata both use the Fireman's Carry Cutter, uh, both calling it the TKO. Yeah, a little fun fact. All right. All right, so after that, we had an interview with Thunder Rosa. She said, Athena, I'm glad someone from Texas, my home, in Chicago, my other home, is fighting me for this title. The interviews were not filmed very well. The audio was not captured on a lavalier mic or a boom mic. It seemed like it was captured via camera audio. Um, so it was very hard to hear anything. Mm-hmm. But that's all that I really caught. Um, and so after that, we get Santana versus Mike Bailey. And fun fact I learned about Mike Bailey. So, turns out in 2016, he was arrested and banned from the United States for five years. Um, what the fuck did he do? He, uh, it, I, I don't know what he did at all. Wikipedia doesn't state, but he was trying to compete for Evolve. Um, and he's from Canada, so, you know, travel is uh, very important. Um, he was trying to, to compete for Evolve, and he tried to get a visa, um, during his ban while working for CZW. Uh, and he signed with Impact while he was banned. Okay, so Miriam said uh, she believes he was working in the U.S. without a visa or documentation. Which oh. makes sense why he was trying hard to get a visa during his ban. That'll do it. But very, very interesting Damn. that he signed with Impact during his ban. That's why it's been a while That's since we've seen him That's fucking insane. Yeah. Oh my god. <gasps> wow. Is that why Santana said after all this time, mm -hmm. it's so nice to share a ring with you again? Yeah. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match was was until... Athena versus Thunder Rosa. I had this as like the best match of the night because this was incredible. This is a fun one. Really great stuff. And Santana has a, a great future as a singles wrestler. Oh my god, yeah. Or return, I think rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So Bailey starts off by trying to just fucking be respectful. But Santana just beats the dude. Um, no, no holding back on that. Um, we get a lot of like super fast shit. Um, a big kick sends Santana to ringside, and then Bailey moonsaults on to Santana. We get some big chops to Bailey. Bailey ends up getting power bombed and then buckle bombed though. Um, he gets hit with a big, big suplex too. Um, and then a belly-to-back suplex. Uh, speedball starts looking... He, he looks pretty rough for a while. Um, and then somebody in the fucking crowd screams, Finish him like Jericho to Santana. And Santana's just gut reactions. <laughs> Fuck Jericho. And I was like, "Yeah, You're right! When you're right, you're right. And you should say it. Um, then, ironically, he goes on to do the three amigos to Speedball. Um... Which, I guess Jericho was right. He does remind us of Eddie Guerrero. Sure. Um, Santana goes up top, but Bailey meets him up there. Um, eventually, Bailey gets the upper hand. He gets some rapid kicks to Santana and hits his corkscrew splash. Um, he trips Santana up, misses several kicks until he gets one. Um, and it's very funny because he attempts multiple times and then Santana like covers his face, 
turns, looks, says, is he still there? <laughs> he asked the crowd. And they said, yeah. And then, <laughs> then he, like, lowers his hand and gets kicked in the fucking head. And it's like, oh, well. Um, Santana ends up hitting a suicide dive onto Speedball ringside. Um, we get Bailey attempting that moonsault double knee drop. Um, but he lands uh, Patella first on the apron. Um, because Santana moves away. We end up getting an outside in suplex to Bailey, but Bailey curls up. Um, he ends up um, getting driven into the canvas by Santana. Um, we get a double knee moonsault that lands finally and a buzzsaw kick to Santana, but no pin. Eventually, Santana hits a big lariat and then a pile driver to get the win. Very good match. A very good match, yeah. Um, also, I just found out something about uh, Power Trip NWA. Matt Cardona beats Trevor Murdoch, and he's the new NWA champion. <laughs> Fuck this yes. is your fault. No, this is the best. This is the best. Honestly, it's a good move because it's they're actually getting somebody who's over to be champion for once. Yeah. Um, but I'm so happy Matt Cardona's becoming a belt collector. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> now have him like win the TNT title. <laughs> imagine imagine he he goes for the knockouts title and wins that. <laughs> That's I think that's um intergender. I guess all titles in impact are, are intergender. I think so. To a degree. Unless that changed recently. Um He should also fight Gresham. Even if he doesn't win, we'll have to see him fight Gresham. Um anyway. Fun. Hmm? So that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Santana, as you already mentioned, uh, says how cool it is to have Mike Bailey back after all this time. They shake hands. Um, really, really great moments between these two guys. Uh, and then the match that frustrated both of us. Bandito versus Dante Martin. Now, it was a great match. It really was. However... The commentary team kept fucking saying that Bandito relinquished his Ring of Honor World Championship. He never did. He never relinquished it. He had COVID and could not attend Final Battle. That's why Ring of Honor specifically gave Gresham the original Ring of Honor World Championship. Bandito still has the current one. He is still champion. He's not a former champion. He's not interim. If anything, Gresham is interim. Or that is a separate title. But they are both champion. And they kept saying, like, he's still, like, he still thinks that he is the champion. And, like, we're both saying, they're like, it's because he is. Yeah. Christ! You're gaslighting this poor man. <laughs> and then and then to wrap it all up, he loses against Dante Martin. Like I love Dante Martin. He's on a great win. He's like 10 and 0 right now. Legit, he is 10 and 0 across all the promotions he's been competing in. But come on. He's up against the Ring of Honor World Champion. Even even if he did relinquish it, he never lost it. And he's the PWG world champion. If I was Ring of Honor or PWG, I would be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Anyway, let's jump into the match. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a lot of flippy shit to start. Um then they drop kick each other. It's very much a um like anything you can do, I can do better kind of vibe. Um 
eventually there's a dropkick to an apron-bound Bandito that sends him ringside. Bandito then does the Three Amigos. Um, we get a huge crossbody to Bandito and then a body slam um, that just takes Dante out of it. Um, Bandito kicks Martin upside the head, goes for top of Brana, but Bandito, or Dante goes for that, uh, but Bandito catches him. Goes for a powerbomb, but Martin still manages to hit the top rope Rana. Which was really weird. Mm-hmm. And didn't quite understand it. Because, <laughs> like, he wasn't able to. And then Bandito's like, I'm going to powerbomb you. And then suddenly Dante's like, no way, I can do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's usually just not how that works. And, of course, the commentary is like, he he changed some small things about his movements and that made him able to do it. And I was like, <laughs> okay sure uh, Martin goes up top gets caught by Bendito and we get a moonsault fallway slam to Martin um, eventually Bendito hits a springboard corkscrew punch or Dante hits a springboard corkscrew punch to Bendito um, and then hits the springboard moonsault press to win clean no no fishy no no sketchiness at all man yeah that was weird like i get dante's on the bigger brand maybe you know maybe they're doing this like maybe tony khan specifically requested this so that like because dante's gonna win the tnt title maybe he is in the face of the revolution ladder match or qualifying match maybe he beats doesn't that imply that cody has to show up to work no, Sammy's champ. Mm. Yeah. It keeps wearing those two belts and it's so annoying. <laughs> My bad. Co- Cody's Cody's at his other job. <laughs> He's at a the Go Big Show or whatever. The Go Paul White. God. <laughs> um so yeah, it it was still a lot of fun. That match it was, it was a good match. Just don't agree with the finish whatsoever. As long, like like if if Dante Martin goes on to beat Sammy Guevara, fine. Then this match is a good has a good outcome. But even then, I like. I sort of get it, but I don't get it because at the end of the day, a world champion is. More- in my opinion, supposed to be stronger than the TNT champion. Yeah. I know that Tony is like, it's not a mid-card title. It's like, well... It still kind of is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sorry. Um, when, when all of your mid-card wrestlers are going after the same title, it becomes a mid-card title. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I mean, you're supposed to be building up Bandito to take on Gresham. Gresham's supposed to be, like, the best wrestler in the world right now. How are you supposed to do that if he's losing to Dante Martin? I get it. It's warrior wrestling. Yeah. Your, your no, fan it's, base it's is most likely you. not watching. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's true. I doubt that there's a lot of people that are like, the only wrestling I watch is like pure, pure, pure indie shit. I know. I know. But a fraction of their fan base probably watching. But like still he represents uh it's i'm just so i'm so annoyed that they're not that they're like saying that he relinquished the title when he 100 percent did not yeah i that was infuriating i felt gaslit Mm -hmm. and they kept talking about it too like just meant you're gonna be wrong just they were so confident in this fact yeah and it, it it also doesn't help that he he brought it to Terminus. Like, he had the belt at Terminus. With Gresham. Oh, God. And Santana, for that matter. <laughs> and Santana, yeah. Um, so, speaking of Ring of Honor, we then had the Briscoes versus the Work Horsemen uh, for the Ring of Honor tag belts. And, you know, I thought Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake would just be, like, you know, like just a one-off mixed tag team... You know, just thrown together. They were so good together. I didn't think that. I don't think that they're a one-off tag team. 
I mean, I only say they're sure they're one, they were one off because I've just never heard of them tagging together before. Um, and outside of this, I've never seen them together. But um, um, oh, Miriam said yeah, they've they been tagging for years. For yeah. Okay. Yeah. And evolve. Okay. Um. And. Yeah. Yes, Miriam. Yeah. Uh, Bandito and Gresham are going to be fighting at Super Card of Honor. That's been announced. So like it, that match is announced. It's a it's title for title. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um. They initially started tagging in 2017. Wow. Just for the numbers. Five years, wow. Weirdly enough, 2017 feels so much farther away and yet so much closer all at the same time. Feels like last year. No, it doesn't. It feels like <laughs> we are 30 years away from 2017 at this point. And I'm tired. Anyways. Um, I keep forgetting, by the way, what their tag fucking team name is. And I don't know why, but my brain just wants to keep saying the journeymen. And I'm like, that's not fucking it. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool, though. <laughs> that does sound pretty cool. Um, Like, my brain keeps making up very, very incorrect tag names for them. And finally, I'm just like, like, I never actually remember what it is. Mm -hmm. But anyways, we start with Mark Briscoe and Henry. Um, Anthony Henry with his lovely green hair, by the way. He looks so cute. Didn't realize he's been wrestling for 20 years. Well, it's because he looks like a baby. Yeah. And how are you supposed to know that a man who is not a baby looks like one has been wrestling for so long? Ben Balor. Um, yeah, Mark and I kind of came to the scary conclusion that maybe the reason that we keep like seeing men, like not, not men, but <laughs> seeing people more like, they're how old? They don't look that old. I think we kind of came to the realization that maybe it's just because we're getting older. Yeah. And our frame of reference is really just falling apart. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Um, Anthony Henry doesn't understand Mark. It's very obvious because Mark's like standing in front of him doing weird shit. And Anthony Henry's just like, what the fuck are you? Um, he gets hit by a few strong shots, but ends up flattening Mark with a boot. Um, JD Drake and Mark Briscoe exchange some chops. Uh, we get double stomp to the back of Mark Briscoe from the freshly legal Anthony Henry, and then a sliding drop kick to Jay from Henry, whose name I forgot also thought that Jay's name was Dave. Not Dave. It's Jay. Yep. Glad I asked you before I uh, really wrote that down in my notes. Um, Jay ends up taking the worst workhorseman out um, ringside by jumping off of a chair onto them. Uh, JD Drake gets m Mark, um, ha Anthony Henry drop kicks him into the, uh, the fencing, the barricade. And then, uh, Anthony Henry does the exact same thing. Jay, uh, we get a chair to the head of Jay Briscoe from Anthony Henry. And that's around the time where the commentary team was like, this wasn't announced as a no DQ match, but we guess it is now. Um, Mark Briscoe ends up taking J.D. Drake off the apron. He drop kicks Henry into the corner. Jay ends up lifting Henry up. Mark takes him down. No pin. We get a neckbreaker to Henry, but Henry eventually gets a DDT to Mark Briscoe. J.D. Drake then gets in, starts chopping both men. Um, he DDTs Jay, who DDTs Mark in tandem because he's holding on to Mark. Uh, we get a couple knees to the face of Mark, and then Henry goes up top to try to hit the Doomsday device. Or no. Henry is legal and is put up top in the attempt to get a Doomsday device. Mm -hmm. But Henry ends up getting free. J.D. Drake dropkicks Mark Briscoe. Um, Henry, and J Henry and Drake um, alternate attacking Jay. We get a double stomp to the gut of Jay off the top rope from Anthony Henry, and that fucking looked vile, and I hated every second of it. Love the man to death, but I did not want to see that. Um, and then a cannonball from Drake onto Jay, but 
Mark Briscoe gets Henry in the meantime, and then Death Valley drives him into J.D. Drake, who's covering on Jay um, to break the pin. And then we get a Jay driller and then the frog splash elbow into Anthony Henry for the Briscoes to retain the titles. Looked really fucking close, though. Yeah, it really did. Um, great match, though. Th- this was a lot of fun. Yeah. It makes me look I, forward I was, to... What were you going to say? I was just... I was um, really excited by it. Makes me look forward to even more Briscoes versus FTR eventually. Whenever that happens. Whether that's Super Who Card knows? of Honor, Will. AEW, wherever. Hopefully somewhere soon. Um, Alright, so then we get an interview with Athena. She says, when I got off the plane, I was nervous, but now it feels like riding a bike. I've been doing this for 17 years. I held multiple titles. Uh, tonight isn't about my previous accolades. It's about proving that Athena is still the best. Um, so then we get Thunder Rosa versus Athena. Amazing. Amazing match. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we start by exchanging some arm submissions on one another. Then some man gets thrown out for, which I actually, no, it definitely was a guy. Um, I was going to say, I, I'm not sure who was, but I can only assume. Um, who really knows what the fuck he said? Um, I'm pretty sure something nasty about Athena. Um, just because she reacted much quicker mm-hmm. than Rosa did. Yeah. Um, and then the whole crowd starts chanting, fuck that guy. So, hey. Yeah. And and I'm we came together. Glad that even though she was her opponent for this match, I'm glad Thunder Rosa had her back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of like the nice thing about these indie shows is that like as long as it's not two people that are part of the company per se, mm-hmm. um, usually there's a lot of respect at the end. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so then we get a single leg drop kick to Athena, um, and then Athena lands a little funky and she's just like crying out in pain on the ground. Mark thinks that she's vastly injured while the referee is just sitting there. She's a good actress. She is a good actress. Um, but the, the ref didn't call medics over. So I, that's when I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, but she plays it off for a while. However, she is just bullshitting. She is not injured. Ha ha. She tries to roll up then to Rosa. Um, it doesn't work. There's a sliding boot through the ropes to Athena, and then a kick to the head of Athena, and a dragon sleeper on Athena, and Athena grabs Rosa's cheek to break free. Um, Rosa gets an arm breaker on Athena, but Athena won't let it get locked in. Um, she hits a... Uh, Rosa hits a drop kick to the face of Athena, and then a code breaker to Rosa, and a Michinoku driver Rosa. Um... Athena gets hit by a top rope Hurricane Rana and then a hard dropkick that sends her all the way into the corner. Um, Athena ends up rolling away though before Rosa can finish her off. Um, we get a super kick to Thunder Rosa ringside and then a big knee to the face of Athena. Athena gets her shit together for about five seconds only to get it rocked again by a dropkick. Um, she tries to hit a sit out powerbomb. Um, to Thunder Rosa, but it's not enough for the pin. Um, she goes for the deadlift face buster, but no pin. Right into a cross face that doesn't end at a tap. And it's just like these like time after time attempts at quick pins that she can't get. Yeah, she's desperate. Um, as the time is yeah, as the time is like running out on the clock. Eventually they are counting down the last minute and she goes up top. She wants to hit the eclipse. And she hits the eclipse. And then Thunder Rosa rolls out of the fucking ring and says, Sucker. So good. Yeah. (sighs) It was a strong, strong match. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely on par, especially with uh, Danielson and, and Hangman. Both are incredible matches. And it's it's a shame that this happened on an indie show when where a lot of people won't be watching it. 
because this should be seen. This is must watch. <laughs> this absolutely yeah. is must watch. Yeah. Um, maybe not I the agree. whole event. I still definitely recommend this this whole pay per view because it was sick. Um, but this match specifically must watch. Um, but so then Thunder Rosa gets on the mic and starts yelling, uh, yelling about people being disrespectful, saying that you you can't get in this ring and do what we do. Um, and then um, uh, Athena, it's gonna take me a while to call her Athena, not Ember Moon. Oh, I referenced her as Ember in like <laughs> half of my notes. Um, she says for the past seven years I've been a pl- I I've been at a place where we are not allowed to come out here and show our stuff um in my first match back thank you people like you make everything that we do in here worth it and then thunder rosa gets on the mic and thanks people as well really really fantastic stuff to see um probably like Thunder Rosa, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, and Athena, like top free agent right now, just showing that, you know, her talents are being wasted in WWE. Yeah. Um, hopefully, somewhere like AEW or Impact can pick her up, um, because she should not be slept on one bit. Right. Uh, but yeah, really, really fantastic show all around. So do you want to go to the best of the night? Oh yeah, the best of the night. So I don't think we can do promo of the night since all the promos were inaudible, to say the least. Probably fair. Um, so let's just jump into wrestler of the night. There is, there's going to be a lot, <laughs> like it's going to be hard to pick, um, but I'm going to give you three choices and I think we can easily pick one. So, okay. uh, Santana, Thunder Rosa, or Athena. I know it is, it is tough. And even outside of those three, there's still so many good talent to pick from. I'd say Athena. I would say too. I would say too. Okay. So Athena's our wrestler of the night. And now let's jump into match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. And then we'll talk about which one is the match of the night. So, worst match of the night. Uh, with a 4 out of 10, let's say Dorado versus Sam Adonis. The main thing was just the finish. It felt wonky. It felt like it wasn't, was botched. Don't know what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Maybe that was supposed to happen. Uh, next up, a 5 out of 10, the Acclaimed versus Brian Cage and Casey Navarro. Pretty decent match, but it was a little overbooked in the end. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10, Bandito versus Dante Martin. Really fun match, but I do not agree at all with the finish, with who won. Wrong guy won. Next up, 6 out of 10, Sky Blue versus Miranda Alize. Fun match. You know, pretty decent. Next, 7 out of 10, the Briscoes versus Work Horsemen. Great match. Really fun. Had me... Sitting on the edge of my seat for a little bit. Uh, next up, 7 out of 10, Myron Reed versus Gringo Loco versus Alex Zane versus Blake Christian. With how much they're, like, how much Blake Christian's been winning, you would think he'd be the one to beat Gresham. But you know he's not going to. But he's yeah. winning everywhere. Um, next up, 7 out of 10, Warhorse versus Dalton Castle. Just the personality made this match so much fun. And Dalton Castle is a really great wrestler. Uh, Next up, 8 out of 10, Santana versus Mike Bailey. Really, really great stuff. 
that had a lot of passion thrown in. But not as much as my pick for match of the night, and I'm sure it's yours, with a 9 out of 10, Thunder Rosa versus Athena. You know what? I agree. I'm going to move up to 10 out of 10. Okay, cool. I th- this match was just outstanding, outstanding. So much passion, and and these these women killed it. They killed it. I I I can't say anything else besides just watch the match yourself. Yeah. You look very tired, by the way. <laughs> you look like you can't. Do keep, I? Uh, it's just you look like you can't keep your eyes open. Oh, I was looking down, so... Oh, maybe that was it. If this is... Yeah, no, I I was looking down. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Then I take back what I said. All right. So, to run it back, wrestler of the night, Athena. (laughs) There you go. You look very awake now. And not miserable. (laughs) Uh, And match of the night, Thunder Rosa versus Athena. All right. You want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. forgot to mention, if you have a question for our question segment, which is happening right now, leave it in the chat if you're watching on Twitch. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast uh, to talk to us live. We love talking to you folks. All right. So, Milam asked on YouTube on uh, our... Excuse me. AEW Dynamite recap. It says, what's your ideal for the Ambrose-Danielson storyline? For them to team together, so I guess Ambrose would go heel, or them to feud. The latter seems likely, but them teaming would be awesome, I think. Them teaming would definitely be awesome. I want them to feud. Oh, really? I want to see Daniel Bryan's heart, or Brian Danielson's heart get broken. Hmm. He's leaning way too into the relationship thing that I'm like, this could be fun. Yeah. But I think... And just imagine Brian Danielson screaming at him, we could have had it all! <laughs> I, the only reason I would say I think he's going to team up is because he was originally supposed to go heel to feud with Hangman uh, Moxley. Mm. So this could get him to do it and them teaming together could be a killer tag team like literally murdering people just imagine it would be really cool actually like them feuding with dark order preston vance and and maybe like uh fucking evil luno teaming against them to get back against mox for making uh preston bleed so much yeah um, there is that and uh, having them recruit a third member like like a younger guy would be really cool would be a perfect Dante... place or is it Dante, Dante Martin uh, not Dante Martin what's his face Daniel Garcia yeah exactly he he definitely fit there a lot better than a uh, 2.0 okay calm down they're a family <laughs> they're a family but he where like how does he fit there I get he shit posts a lot on Twitter. He's their angry son. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> what is the confusion? Sorry, I, I my mistake. Yeah, God. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be a sick trio. What would the, what would they call themselves? Besides just uh... Mox and Danielson. Manielson. <laughs> Manielson. Murder house. Or slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse rules. There you go. There you go. Perfect. WWF. <laughs> the shield. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Seth's gonna fucking burn the forbidden door down. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, looks like that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? No. Okay. 
Uh, heel lit. Um, if you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Happy almost Valentine's Day. I hope you. Have a good one. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday, uh for our WWE. Oh, boy. You good? For somebody who's sober right now, I sure am drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this superfood smoothie is really fucking kicking my ass. Um, join us on Tuesday for our WWE 2K20 stream. Where we will be playing WWE 2K20 and streaming it. Battle of the brands. Live. Battle of the brands. Uh, yeah, join us for that on Tuesday. It's our go home show to to Fastlane. I've got a good lineup for my brand. I don't know if you do, but I definitely do. You want to? You want to know a little secret? What's that? I don't have a lineup for my brand. Probably won't until Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our our YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, and Twitch are all the Pinfall Podcast or Pinfall Podcast. Um, I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three. And again, join us on Tuesday for WWE two K twenty. Um, and then we'll have be we'll have our regularly scheduled Dynamite Impact post shows. And uh, on Saturday, are you really going to object to doing an Elimination Chamber post-show? Dude, I want to talk about Jay White and Eric Young. All right, we'll make a poll. Make a poll on Twitter deciding our our show for this weekend, this coming weekend. Um, two of the choices are Elimination Chamber and Impact No Surrender. And then a third one that might be happening that same weekend. And then other. So go to our Twitter, at Pinfall Podcast, to be able to vote on that. That should be up tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you Tuesday. And uh, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>